Hi everybody, Brian here from quantlabs.net, streaming here on good old Facebook and um, good old uh, YouTube eventually, it'll make its way over there. Okay, so uh, just for the nerds out there, this is not really anything to do with trading, this is more to do with message queuing. If you're familiar with publisher subscriber pattern, I'm going to talk about it and just my overall frustration with it. Go to my blog. I've tried looking at PubDub, which is pretty good, but there's just, it's a bureaucratic machine. Uh, I can go into that in more detail. I've got a blog post here at quantlabs.net slash blog. I put up a few hours ago using Google Cloud PubSub with Python. Well, I thought it was easy, looked pretty good, and then I get this weird exception about credentials. And I'm going to be honest with you, when I looked at it and tell me where to go, I just said, this is too complicated for me compared to PubNub. It was just way easier. Uh, so I kind of abandoned it. I'm just amazed that Google, the morons that they are to develop this kind of setup for the Google Cloud um, PubSub. PubSub. Uh, it, I don't know why. I mean, I got it running within probably two hours with PubNub. Much better. So then I thought, okay, let's try out uh, Amazon AWS SQS, which is queuing as well. So here I thought, okay, I got 2.1 million requests per month, total cost 84 cents for the month. Oh, wow, that's pretty cheap. So then I started implementing it, and again, morons again over at AWS. Now, I could be wrong, but from the get-go, it's easy to set up, but part of the problem is when you have your client which is going to be public. I mean, it's a publicly released, um, publicly released uh, script. They they want the client to provide the AWS credentials. So, for a customer, they're going to get my AWS credentials. Now, I don't know if there's a way to get around that, but it was not easy to find an answer to. It was just, it was just, it was just again bureaucratic bullshit. Uh, both with Google and all their friggin' uh, options. It was just trash. It was just so bloated garbage that it's no different than Microsoft. I, I didn't even bother looking at it. I don't see how it's any different. But I will say PubSub did make it a lot easier. Uh, so let's go back into this. So in terms of PubSub, uh, it's a commercial product. The response for... The technical tickets are really good. Like, it's really responsive. So today I set up, well, how much am I going to pay for this? So a little girl uh, schedules it. She's supposed to be a sales representative. Clearly did not read the use cases, the requirements. Uh, and she's supposed to be working at some technical company and just did it on the fly. And I'm having to provide her the same answers that I would expect her to, to uh, you know, be able to go into this thing and be prepared with a 15 minute time allotment to, to get me a solution. So when it came to the solution, she didn't know. So she was useless. Um, but I've scheduled another call for tomorrow afternoon with somebody more senior, which should have been done right out of the get go. I mean, it's a simple solution. I give as much detail uh, with this. So again, it comes back to the bureaucratic machine on the sales front at PubNub. So lucky for me, I found a really good solution. So I've been playing around with um, with uh, Flask, as you know, over the last couple of weeks. I really like Flask. It's lightweight. Um, I wouldn't touch the other one, Django, from 
from from Python. All the other web technologies, like the front end, just all haywire, just a complete mess. So I found this solution. Let's get into it because I'm sure you wanna you wanna you wanna see this. So let's check it out. If you go over to Git uh, to GitHub, namely, actually here this is what I I started here first. So here with Subpub, you have to understand if you want to build in tolerance and redundancy, you're, that's what you pay for. That's to enable you, if people cannot get messages, then, well, um, they're, they're, not, they're not going to get the message unless you go with a commercial solution. But usually for my testing, uh, it's usually pretty good if it's on Flask, okay? Flask has been pretty solid. I mean, I've looked at ZeroMQ, kind of useless, which is open source, and Redis, which can be good, but it's just not dependable either for, for PubSub or, sorry, for um, any form of message queuing, sadly to say. So I came across this uh, project with Flask. I feel pretty good about it. Here's the source code. This is a really, this is what I like about these kind of descriptions. This guy, Max Hel Walford or Halford, has done a bang up job on this. Just awesome. So here, what we do, quite simply, we set up a, uh, a Flask server. Uh, I, I'm assuming you know how to do all the basics here. Uh, you put everything, he puts everything into a virtual Python environment, which I'll show in uh, the demo. <clears throat> and in here, in the queuing, he has this um, message queue uh, an, um, enable, uh, enabler or uh, whatever you want to call it. But down here, there's a special format you got to follow. Now, I'm going to put the links into my blog post so you'll be able to get it better. Um, and then you send out a ping message with an end route, or sorry, an endpoint for a ping with a response of Pong. Very simple. But understand in the emitting part, it uh, emits a message, the ping, the ping message every second. So it's not true, uh, true on um, PubSub, but it does it every second. So I think that's good enough. Um, and here you have to set up your uh, Flask server environment. And let me just go into the GitHub. So here's the GitHub. There's three uh, elements. We have the app, which is the Flask server, the emitter, and the listen. So in here, he walks you through how to set up everything, every step of the way. So you run each of these in three different uh, terminals. You set up your virtual environment for the Python, and then you set up the Flask server. Then you set up a second termi uh, terminal session to listen, and then you send another one for the emitter. Okay, it's real simple. So here it is. Okay, so here, is our web server okay this is the flask server so every second it's sending out that message okay so nothing's getting sent out so if i go over to my flask server for those that might not know um yeah it's just a hello message it's a default flask one thing i will say about uh flask is uh you know you want to use a what they call a wsgi server one that i've been looking at is uh uh, one called Waitress. Now, in here in the blog, this guy does talk about it. Um, here, he is using 
Junicorn, I think he's talking about. Yeah, so he's talking about using this WSGI server in Junicorn. So do take note of that. If you run into some weird problems because of single, a single server uh, lock or multi-threaded, gee, I'm, no, I'm sounding like no expert here, but anyways, here we have the Pong message. Here's the emitter. So all this is doing is sending out the uh, Pong messages. We have three listeners, okay? So for me, I have my ways to validate people uh, on the client side. Um, that's all done again through Flask. Uh, server side, uh, that validates them. Other than that, it's fast. It's, it's very fast. They get the Pong every second or, or the, the sending out. It's kind of like a heartbeat, I guess you could call it. And then let's look at the code. So in the GitHub here, uh, first we have the uh, Flask server. And again, like when I say it's simple, it's simple. But again, as I said here, this is a very severe limitations. Okay, um, the one thing, there's no dependency. So if you're using uh, something called uh, Flask SSE, a server-side event, you need to use uh, uh, Redis, the database, the NoSQL database as a dependency here. As you can see, the point of this is that, as the article says in the title, you can send somewhat a Flask server event uh, with no extra dependencies. That's the key of it. That's the whole point of it. But this is quite smart. So again, in, in the code here, here's, here's our... Um, our code for the Flask server. Very simple. Here's our endpoint on the listener um, as well. And it will send out the, the ping and then you get the response message sent back to your listener. Okay, so you could, with Flask, put in uh, your code to be received in HTML or JavaScript. Fine. You could also do the same thing with um, with uh, Python as well. And that's what I do. I use a curl statement to access the, the um, Flask server on my server. And then uh, from there, it will, as I said, it'll validate and then send back a JSON object. So this, this works pretty good. Um, it's pretty straightforward. One thing I love about, like, I cannot tell you how easy it is to do this in under... 60 under 70 lines and just on the web the flask server itself that's pretty impressive um, for an endpoint my flash server code is less than with this now maybe less than 400 lines of code trying to do this in Python in java i just talked to somebody about trying to do the equivalent in java it took them months but i mean they built in the fault tolerance and whatnot but i mean who's got time to to spin your wheels on stuff like that Anyways, uh, so let's go to our next piece of code. So let's look at the uh, emitter. So again, this is on the server side. So here, all this does, it just sends out the message um, to here, sleeps for a second, and then um, it, will, it will send out that message to each listener. Again, this is all in Python, 100% Python. So here, we have our listener, simple. You, you call out your, your main function or define it. You, you have your endpoint defined here and you just, for every message, 
hitting that server to print back the response, which is the Pong. And that's all we have. It's pretty simple. I mean, it's not hard um, with the redundancy as well. So I just wanted to show that. I'm pretty impressed with it. And uh, thanks for watching. We shall talk to you later. Have a good day.